This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense, where you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google profitability-movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. Here are some chilling facts. The Bank of England raised its interest rates this week to 4.25%, the highest level in 14 years. The inflation rate in the UK is 10.4%. Our Fed increased the US interest rates to 475 to 5%. The inflation rate in the U.S. was 7.87% last year. It is 6.04% this month. Two U.S. banks failed within two days of each other. Silicon Valley Bank, which was the high-profile bank, failed on March 10th, and Signature Bank on March 12th. If you think this is not going to have an impact on our business, you have your head in the sand. Think about it. Most of the world's population, that doesn't mean us, but generally in the US, Canada, UK, Australia, actually follows the media. If the media predicts higher costs and recessions, guess what? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then the media says the recession is over. And guess what? The economy picks up again. People follow the media, whether we do or not. So you can survive and even thrive in a recession. I've been through many, at least four, during my 35 plus years in our industry. So here are seven things to do. Number one, you must, and I mean must, save cash. You need at least three months of operating cash in a savings account at all times. Now, how do you calculate that? You take your highest payroll months, payroll plus payroll taxes, all payroll, field, office, owners, managers, plus the overhead cost for your highest overhead month, add them together and multiply by three. That's the minimum that you need in a savings account. All right, well, you know, let's suppose you don't have it in a savings account. You know, you just can't instantly snap your fingers and have the money in a savings account. It takes discipline, but you can build it, all right? So make sure that you save 1% of every dollar that comes in the door. So every Friday, you have a savings account that's attached to your operating account and you make the transfer based on how, how much cash came in the door each week. And then second has to do with maintenance. Save all of your maintenance plan revenues. You may need to take some of it as you do the work and about 5% of your commercial maintenance revenues. So that's how you save the cash. And within a couple of years, maybe even quicker, you'll have the cash saved that you need to sleep well at night for recessionary times. The other thing that you have to realize for those of you who do commercial work rather than COD residential work is that your customers are going to start stretching the amount of time 
that they take to pay your bills. So if you had you know, customers paying you on an average of 30 days, i.e. a receivable days of 30 days, it may go to 35 and it'll creep up to 37 and it'll creep up to 40 and it'll creep up to 45. Stop, all right? If the normal receivable days is 30 days, on that 31st day, you have to make a phone call because the squeaky wheel will get the grease. And if you show customers that you are really serious about collecting your money and getting your money, you're gonna get paid before others. They're gonna try and conserve their cash too. <laughs> I don't blame them. So if you wait 60, 90 days, they're gonna think, ah, you don't need the cash. You're last on my list. Right, they know you're paying attention. So if you're seeing the time that it takes for you to get paid slipping, guess what? You have to make the phone calls and the collection calls. Okay. So number one is you have to save cash. Number two is you have to diversify no more than 20% of your revenues from one customer or one industry. And this applies to residential and commercial. You, know, you think residentially you don't have more than 20% of your customer or your revenue from one from, from one customer, but you might have 20% of your revenues from one geographic area or more than 20% of revenues from one geographic area. Guess what? Let's assume everybody in that subdivision loses their job. You're going to have a problem. All right. So make sure that you stay within your geographic boundaries, but make sure you also look for varying varying neighborhoods. Maybe instead of one neighborhood, you now have five neighborhoods that are around you that have great disposable income. The likelihood of those five going down is probably pretty slim. One of my clients had 80%, I mean, 80% of his revenues from the restaurant industry when the pandemic hit. Remember what happened to restaurants? No revenue, they shut down. So, I mean, it was like, okay, pivot, like instantly. He knew if he didn't do something, he would be following the restaurants out of business. So what did he do? He found companies who were still operating and got customers in those industries. That saved his company, all right? So the same might be true if more than 20% of your revenues come from one customer. Suppose that customer goes bankrupt. Suppose one of your employees really screws up and you lost that customer. Spread your customer base around many, many, many customers. It is much, much safer. Okay, number three, change your marketing and advertising focus. In uncertain economic times, most people are concentrating on ways to save money. They still will buy when they see the value, but they wanna decrease costs. So your message to them really should be how they can save money by using your services. So how do your service agreements save them money? You all know the answers to that. It doesn't matter whether it's plumbing, you know, electrical with respect to the EV charging stations, pool and spa, generator, whatever. They all save the customer money. Make sure the customers know that and know why. So all the information you give customers now for the next, at least probably my guess, year, must focus on the things that they are interested in right now. 
and that is writing smaller, smaller checks to the utility companies. When we get back, I will give you the last four ideas to survive and even thrive in recessionary times. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Are you one of the contractors who enjoys getting and analyzing your financial statements each month? If not, it's probably because you haven't taken the time to discover what your profit and loss statement and balance sheet are telling you. And you probably are not making good business decisions based on timely, accurate financial statements. You know you have to do something about this, but where do you turn? Ruth King's makes your financial statements fun and sexy online course. These easy to understand four sessions explain financial statements in English rather than accounting babble. You'll discover what your financial statements mean and how to analyze them each month. Then you'll have the info you need to spot minor issues and take care of them before they become major crises and run you out of cash. Enroll today. Click on the link in the show notes or call us at 770-729-0258. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I gave you the first three things to put in place so that you survive and, and even thrive during recessionary times. Number one was you must save cash. Of all things, you got to save cash. Make sure that you watch your receivable days. If they start going from 30 to 35 to 40 days, do something, make phone calls. It's your cash. Number two was to diversify no more than 20% of your revenues from one customer or one industry. And number three was to change your marketing and advertising focus. All right, so here are the last four. Number four, have a strong maintenance program. I think it's really a corollary to number three, you know, change your marketing and advertising focus. Instead of marketing it, we're gonna talk about making sure that the program is really, really, really strong. Um, obviously, advertising focuses on saving money. Your maintenance plans absolutely help customers and potential customers save money. And in the four or so recessions that I've gone through, it's been my experience that 90 to 95% of your maintenance agreement customers stay with your company in recessionary times, all right? Now, this assumes, you know, and you know what happens when you assume, but it assumes that you continue to communicate with them, provide value, and that they trust you, right? They see the savings and, and they continue with it because they know that the maintenance plans really and truly do pay for themselves. Make sure you communicate with them. Give them monthly tips on ways to save money. Good grief. You think they're going to open up that email or that text? Of course. You know, it's one or two minutes or, you know, two or three ideas for the month, depending upon where you are. I mean, in the South, we've got really, really hot weather in the summer, hopefully, but up North, maybe you're, maybe not. It might be things that help, I don't know, no, gla no grass clippings around your condenser units. I mean, that's good whether it's a really, really hot area or it's rather temperate that they don't need their air conditioning systems, you know, as much as we do here in the South. But think of ways that you can help them save money on their utility bills, help them save money in other ways, and send them an email once a month. A couple things. It communicates that you care. It communicates the fact that you're trying to help them save money. And when it's time to renew the agreement, most of them will do it. 
right? Number five is to have financing options available, right? This means for service and replacement, project work, replacement work. You know, those of you who do plumbing remodeling, you know, generators, whatever. The average homeowner has $5,300 in savings, according to the Federal Reserve, who does a survey of consumer finances every single year. This is data as of the end of 2022. It may have gone down by now, but you know, $5,300 is not a lot of money. It's like, you know, scrape by if a major catastrophe happens. They don't have the cash saved to invest in, you know, new HVAC equipment, a generator, whatever, or an expensive repair. They may also, they may not want to put it on a credit card or, you know, unfortunately some of them can't put it on the credit card because they're maxed out. So they may need to finance. So you need to make sure you have financing programs in place for both replacements, you know, larger um, and, you know, purchases as well as some of the smaller service type purchases. Number six, have a strong referral program. Ask your customers for referrals, all right? Most of us don't do that. However, most of your customers, if they're happy with the services that you're providing them, will give you the referrals if you ask. And it's your choice. You know, I have some clients who pay for referrals. I have some customers who send flowers for referrals, send plants for referrals, send a back, you know, a box of cookies for referrals as thank yous. Some just send a handwritten thank you note. It's absolutely your, you know, whatever you want to do. To say thank you is totally up to you. It doesn't have to be monetary. However, you know, a well-written, a well-written thank you note, handwritten, is probably goes just as far as somebody getting a, you know, a gift card. The handwritten note is so far and few between right now that it really does stand out. So you might start out with, I guess, something like this. Um, it seems that you're happy with the services we provide you. And hopefully, you know, you send this to people who you know are happy with the services that um, that are there. Um, who have you talked to about your experience with our company? If it's 30 days after a major installation, don't ask who do you know who could use something like this. Ask who do you, who have you talked to? We are human beings. We tell people. We don't spend thousands of dollars without telling our mother, our brother, our neighbors who may have seen the, your trucks in their driveway um, or in your driveway. You know, we tell somebody and that's what they think about, not, oh, I don't know. And put it in a situation where you have like a Google document. You can create a Google document easily, which is, or a writable PDF. There's so many things that you can do right now that make it easy. If you don't know how to do it, ask your kids because I promise you, they know how to do it. And then, you know, puts the referring customer's name and then their referrals, you know, name, email address, and, and phone, and follow up on that and, and report back to the person who gave you the referrals. Hey, you know, Mrs. Jones, thank you for the referrals. We talked to Mrs. Smith and this is what happened. We talked to Mrs. White and this is what, this is what happened. So, you know, let them know and thank them for the referrals, obviously, but also let them know what you did with the referrals. And number seven, get a new customer a day. And you probably think I am absolutely insane, crazy, and nuts. And you know, 
this is something you can focus on in good times and bad. Now, somewhat a slam dunk in busy times of the year because people will go to your website and you'll find customers calling who are not your customers. But when it's a little slower and if you make it a goal to generate an additional 365 new customers every year, in good times and bad, you will survive. You know, how are you going to do it? Referrals, that is one way to do it, as we talked about in number six. Um, digital marketing, your websites, traditional marketing, sending out a letter to your customers, whatever. It shouldn't take a whole lot of time. Just choose a method and do it. New, new customers are really, if they're referrals especially, can be had in recessionary times. All right, so these are the seven ways. Number one, you must save cash. Number two, diversify. No more than 20% of your revenues from one customer or one industry. Number three, change your marketing and advertising focus to one of saving money. Number four, have a strong maintenance plan program. Number five, have financing options available both for service and larger amounts. Number six, have a strong referral program. And number seven, get a new customer a day. I challenge you to do that. That might be kind of fun, actually. Um, busy times, it's real easy. When it's slower, sometimes it's tougher. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email Ruth King at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.